2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 14, I think is where I want to start today. For the love of Christ constraineth us, compels us, it draws us, it moves us. The love of Christ impacts us, it constrains us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, why did he do it? That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. I want you to let sister in mind in your spirit. The reason he died is so that we would not hereafter live unto ourself. He didn't die just to deliver us from sin. He died to deliver us from sin so that we would no longer, after he delivers us from sin, live our lives for ourselves. But we would live it unto him who died for us and rose again. Amen? Next verse. He likes that word, henceforth. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. He said we don't know him in the flesh anymore because he's not here in the flesh anymore. He is ascended. But watch verse 17. Therefore, if any man be where? If any man or woman, he's talking about human here, in Christ, he is what? He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now you got to see this text of what he said. Christ is constraining us that because he died, we no longer live as we live. We do this once we are in Christ. Can't do this in ability. But in Christ, become a new Christian, yes, we become a new old things, our living, our old way of thinking, our old reasons for doing, our old motives, our old passions, our old life, it's dead, we're crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, Paul said, and yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, in the life I now live, in the flesh, I live not by my own faith, but I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And so he's saying, hey, if any man be in Christ. Now, it's an interesting statement here that I think we miss oftentimes. I don't think we're spending much time on this this morning. But we often talk about Christ being in us, and he should be. When you're baptized with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it is the indwelling spirit of Christ in us. The Apostle Paul uses this phrase a lot. Rather than talking about Christ being in us, he talks about us being in Christ. And here he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Um, Brother Lewis made reference to it. I've been talking about it a little bit the last few days, and I'll probably keep talking about it because you know how it is when something gets in my spirit, it just sort of stays there a while and rooted in me. But we, our identity changes when we are in Christ. This is the old things being passed away, all things becoming new. Who I used to be is not who I am anymore. 
I don't identify with that old person anymore. They died. I'm a new man in Christ. Scripture's telling us, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That creature creation. You're not who you used to be. But the adversary wants you to think. Why do you think he always brings up your past? Because he's trying to get you to not live in the truth of the word of God that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. He can get you to believe a lie then you'll not live as you're intended to live, which is unto Christ. We live to him who died for us. We no longer live for ourselves. The old man lived for himself. Yes? That's why you and I got in so much trouble. Why? Yeah, you were living for yourself. And living for yourself, you got in trouble. You went places you shouldn't have went. You did things you shouldn't have done. You ate things you ate. You, I mean, you fill in the blank. You, you, I probably still do that every once in a while. I have to pray and repent sometimes. Thank the Lord for the scripture that says, eat what's set before you with thanksgiving, right? Pray over it. Let me sanctify. But you can use wisdom there too. That's a different message at the time. Now watch. Scripture talks about moderation too. So, A new creature in Christ Jesus. Okay, the adversary doesn't want you to believe the word of God. Because then you'll not be what God and who God intends us to be. And so in Christ, that becomes our identity. It's an identity change. I, I have witnessed in my lifetime, I've witnessed people come, be baptized in the name of Jesus, be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But what happens is, it's not that the baptism. There's power in the name and there's power in the blood. It worked. It remained no question in my mind there may be a question in theirs but just because there's a question doesn't mean it didn't work it works i'd fill them with the holy ghost but you know what hangs them up they're past they're past why does their past hang them up because they think that's still their identity why do they think that's still their identity? Because the adversary keeps lying to them. He's the father of lies. And so he keeps coming telling them, remember what you used to do? Look at you lifting your hands, praising God, acting like you've got it all together. You're good for nothing. You're just a... I've had people say to me, well, why can't I just forget? God doesn't past. Now that seems like why doesn't God want me? To? See, here's the thing. The adversary uses your past against you. God wants you to remember your past. And the adversary uses you. You can say, oh, that's who I used to be. I remember my past, but thank God I'm not that anymore. I've been set free. I've been washed. I've been made clean. I've been justified. I've been sanctified by the blood of the lamb and the name. So the Lord allows you to remember your past so you have reason to praise. So when you your past up, just start praising God. 
Thank God. But I have witnessed people who have been, their sins have washed away, been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, but then they go back to their old life. And what happens is because they hold on to their old identity. I, I can think of examples of individuals, like, like one comes to mind, I won't call any names, but one comes to mind that the Lord brought out a gangs. And that, man, they would bring people to the house of the Lord, bring people to Bible. But what happened is they still held on to that identity of gang. Some of their lifestyle, some of the places they hung out, some of the people they hung out with. And, and they, that's just, that was so much a part of their identity. Their old identity. I use the example sometimes along the way, in, if you'll pardon this analogy, but I use it because it just seems like it's, it's, it's a clear picture for me. You know, let's, let's say Brother Israel here is a, is a uh, star running back for... Who do you want to be a star running back for? Uh, I'll go with the Seahawks. The Seahawks, okay. So this would make sense. He's a star running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay? So they're going to pass instead of hand him the ball. But anyways, some of you get that. But So he's a star running back for the Seahawks. He puts on his jersey, his pants, and it's got his name across the back right there, you know. It's got his number on it. Got a helmet, it's blue, and it's got a little Seahawk on it. Okay. I was a boy the other day. I was trying to I was trying to move him a bit. I said, man, you don't want to grow up that way, but he wasn't listening. Anyway. And then his agent works a deal and he gets traded. Okay? He's a star running back. Okay? He gets traded. So now he plays, let's say, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. <laughs> They know what to do with star running backs. Look at their history. All right? Can you imagine his first game with the Pittsburgh Steelers? And he shows up and he walks out and he's wearing his Seahawks uniform. Got his Seahawks helmet on. He's in the backfield with his blue and his green and... What happened? Well, come on, man, you, you, you changed allegiance. When you change, your identity changed. You, you, he had to let go of all that. Now, I know that's a silly analogy, but it, when we're born in Christ, all those things that used to identify us, we let go. We're now clothed in Christ. This is what Paul was talking about. He said we put off on Jesus. It's a change of uniform. I can say it that way. So if any man be a new creature, a new creation, and so the adversary uses your past, you got to learn to praise in your past. Praise God over those things. Worship God. True, but thank God anymore. Enemy, you can't use that against me. See, you couldn't hold me. The power of Jesus is greater. The blood is greater. I'm living proof that the blood is greater. And he uses your past. Scripture, Paul. What shall be able to save us from the love of God? Now, we just read here in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, it's the love of God that constrains us. It's the love of God that drives us. It's the love of God that gives us passion to not live for ourselves, but to live for him. It's the love of God that does that. And the love of God does that because we realize how much he loved us. He loved us in our sin, rescued us from our sin by his own blood. That was love. And that love toward me, 
makes me say, I must give my life to him. I can't live for myself anymore. I'm living for him. Question, what shall be able to separate us from the love of God? He says, neither height nor depth, right? You ever read this? Neither things present nor things to come. Names all these things. But you know what's interesting about that? Paul, it's, it's interesting to me when I read that passage of scripture, what Paul doesn't say. Separate us from the love of God. He says things present nor things to come. He never says things past. The adversary knows if I can get them to hold on to their past, they'll question the love of God for themselves. Why? Because your past lets you say, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve what I've made him. See, the past will cause you to question his love. But your present and your future is a firm affirmation of his love. Amen. A whole lot longer there than I planned, but we need to lay hold on that and understand new identity. New Our identity is in Christ. Amen. Not in roles, positions, job titles. Our identity is in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Amen? All right. So this is important. So if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, filled with the Holy Ghost, his intent is that you are new. Brother Mark Ken and Elder Miko Laksamana taught about those things a couple Sundays and Wednesdays ago. I encourage you to go find it and listen to it. I think we sent the one Brother Kendrick out. So we're new. New. So now we have to learn what it is to walk in our new identity. Sometimes the reason we walk in our old identity is because that's what we knew. We're still learning this old, this new identity, right? Christ is being formed in us. To him who is the head. So we're learning. We're learning what it is. We've been born again into the body of Jesus Christ, yeah? When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that's the, that's the other miracle. You become a part of the body of Jesus Christ. And so you're born to learn of this creation. You with me? All right. John chapter 6. New creation. John chapter 6, verse 35. I just... So I'll try to stand still so I don't make it difficult to move scriptures and follow me. John 6 and verse 35. And Jesus said, I am of life. He that comes, I'm, I'm talking to you about identity. Jesus knew who he was. I am of life. He to me shall never hunger. He that believes on me shall never thirst. Is that what he said? Verse 41. The Jews murmured at him. Why did they murmur? Because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. Verse 48. Here he says it again. I am that bread of life. Verse 51, I 
bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of bread, he shall live. And the bread I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life world. Do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus Christ's words here were true? Was he the bread of life? Did he know who he was? Was he confused about his identity? No. And so if you and I are a new creature, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. You say, man, I'm not sure who I am. I'm going to tell you, when you get in him, you know who you are. When you abide in Christ, you get revelation of who he is and revelation of who you are in him. That's why the adversary wants you to hold on to your old identity. He doesn't want you identifying with the one true living God living in you, you abiding in him, because he knows what the word says. Jesus said, if you abide in me, the word abides in you, you will ask and it shall And so Jesus is declaring some things to us about who he is so that we can get a clue of who we are. The bread of life. Yes? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless... Is it not the communion or fellowship with the blood of Christ? The bread which we break. Not the communion or the fellowship of what? The body of Christ. Well, that makes sense. Jesus said he was the bread of life. Yes? Let's read the next verse. For we, everybody say we. We being many, what are we? We are one bread. And we are one body. Why? Because we are all partakers of that one bread. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. But you remember on that day at the last Passover that he said he desired to eat with his disciples? He took the bread. Yes? He blessed it. And he broke it. And he said, take it and eat it. Because this is what? It's my body. When you and I are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the Spirit of God dwells in us, we become a part of what? The body of Jesus Christ. you believe that? We're the body of Jesus He said, I'm the bread. You know what you're supposed to be? See the bread so that whoever hungered could come to him and be fed. The world could taste of the bread of life. You and I are in Christ. We are a new creation. We become a part of the body of Christ. So we become the bread of life. That's all right. You can disagree in your mind. It's still true. I'm going to give you a little more word just in case. When you got filled with the Holy Ghost, your identity changed. 
You became the living bread. Okay, well, you can argue with that for a minute. John chapter 8, let's go a little further. We need to see this because we need to know who, I, who we are. We don't need to struggle with our identity. There should be no identity crisis in the church. We are the body of Jesus Christ. Okay? John chapter 8, verse 12. We could read a lot of verses. I'm just going to respect the time. Then spake Jesus. Who's talking? Jesus. Then spake Jesus again to them, and Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That's what Jesus said. Skip down to John chapter 9 and verse 5. John 9 and 5. Jesus said, as long as I am in the world, I am of the world. So we have it in John 8. We have it in John 9. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And then he went a little further in John 9. He said, as long as I am the light of the world. You believe that? Matthew chapter 5. Jesus had something to say as well. Verse number 14. Maybe we should do verse Matthew 5 and 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith it is salted, it is the earth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Verse 14. You are. What are you? Huh? You are. The light of the world. But Jesus said he was the light of the world. Over then Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. I have a question for you. Is Jesus still in the world? Some of you tripped up on that one. The man, Christ Jesus, is not. But the body of Christ Jesus is do you believe the body of Jesus Christ is still in the world? I hope so. I'm here. We are the body of Jesus Christ. See, here's the problem. We see Jesus Christ telling us. You understand, I'm not turning any individual into Jesus. But our identity is in him. And when we're filled with his spirit, we become the body of Jesus Christ. In the earth. This is why he could say, I am the light of the world. But then he could turn to those that were going to be filled with the Spirit and say, you are the light of the world. How could his I am statement apply to us? Because his Spirit lives within us. And when we became a new creature, our identity changed. Our life is hid with God. Or with Christ in God. Our life is hid. I no longer live unto myself. But now I live to him who gave his life for me. How about me living? It's him living in me and you. He said, I'm the light of the world. You're the light of the world. 
John chapter 11. John chapter 11, we find the death of Lazarus. His sisters are mourning. Jesus is talking to one of his sisters who says, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. Jesus says to her in response, verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. See, she missed it in that moment. Because he didn't say, I am the resurrection and the life. Believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Now I have a question. Was he talking about Lazarus here? I love it when you have to think about Scripture, don't you? What was in the tomb? And was in there believing stuff? He was dead. Jesus was revealing who he was. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He believeth, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He's speaking of a spiritual condition, but someone in a dead spiritual condition can believe in him, and though he were in a dead spiritual condition, he can be made alive. We're living testimonies. If we were dead, we were you who were dead in trespasses and sins. Heard that before? He has quickened or made alive. How did he do that? By his spirit that came and dwelt in us. How did his spirit alive? Well, because his spirit got rid of the old man, he died, was buried with him in baptism. Why? That we should walk in newness of life. But that newness isn't my life, it's him who is the life. I am, he said, the resurrection and the life. Acts chapter 4. These are people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 4, verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness, give witness of, they gave witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on them all. I, I know some of you heard me say this, but here we are again. How did they give witness of the resurrection? It doesn't mean they stood there saying, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive. He was in a tomb, but he's alive. No, with great power, not with lots of words. With great power, they gave witness of his resurrection. Their life manifested the same things Jesus did, they're doing. The same thing that Jesus did, they're living. He can't be dead. He's living in them. Their lives gave witness of his resurrection. How's that possible? He was resurrected in them. He was alive in them. He lives in you and I. He said, I'm the bread, I'm the, I'm the resurrection. But then these same things we find being said by us. How is that possible? Because we are the body of Christ in the earth. 
We are the bread. We are the light of the world. We are the resurrection and the life to a lost and dying world. Just stand with me this morning. As long as the adversary can cause you and I to we will never be who he has designed and destined us to be when he filled us with his spirit. If you want to know who you are, read the word and find out who he is. And the world is hungry. Yes. The world is in darkness. Yes. So what does the world need? The world needs bread. And the world needs light. The world is dead in sin. The world needs life. The world needs Jesus. The world needs the body of Jesus Christ. You're the bread. Are we not one bread? Paul asked. Do we not through this bread have fellowship with the body of Jesus Christ? One bread. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light. Now, if he was just talking about his physical self, the man Christ Jesus. Well, that physical man Christ Jesus is no longer in the world. So therefore, we are. We're still here. In case you didn't know. The light of the world. This is mine and your human ability and human ambition and human effort and human goodness. It will never be accomplished that way. It comes with a realization of who we are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. You have new identity. You don't walk the way you used to walk. You don't talk the way you used to talk. You don't live the way you used to act the way you used to act. Why? Because you're not living unto yourself anymore. You're now living unto him who died and gave himself for you. He now lives in us, and you and I are what the world needs. Not our personality. Charisma, running him. They need you. People need you. You need a revelation of this. Every one of you, you need a revelation. People need you. I know you see, the enemy wants you to think nobody needs me, nobody notices. Because you're the bread. The world needs you because you're the light. They hear without a preacher. That doesn't mean the guy standing here holding the microphone. That's you. How will they hear? Your neighbor's in darkness. They need light. 
You're the light. Your neighbor's hungry. They're starving. They need bread. You're the bread. Your neighbor's dead in their They need life. You're the life. We need a revelation of who we are as the body of Jesus Christ. Would you talk to him right now? Come on, would you fellowship the living God right now? Come on, let him anoint your mind. Let him anoint your mind. Let him anoint your thoughts. Let the word of God wash your mind and your thoughts. Let it cleanse us of holding on identity. We are in Christ. Come on. In, this is why the apostle Paul to those in the book of Acts, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Why everything is wrapped up in him when he purchased me with his blood when he filled me with his spirit I gave up the old man I became a new creation in him and everything I am is now meant to be unto him a world that's in need of light I'm the light of the world a world that's in need of bread I'm the bread of life come on you got to put your name in there you got to recognize who you are. I'm no longer the old man. I am in Christ. My life is hid with Christ. I'm hid there. When people look, I want them to see him. When I walk into a room filled with darkness, I believe the light of the gospel will shine through my life. When I walk into a room with people, I believe the bread of life can be made manifest and the life can be changed. I have to recognize who I am so that I walk in the power of the of a child of God. Jesus. Jesus, open our understanding of who we are. Open us a fresh revelation of what it is to be the body of Christ in the earth. Open our revelation today to what it is and how you would use us everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. Light and bread and life. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Give us a sensitivity, Lord, to our neighbor.